three friends, thousands of movies, a million TV shows, and an infinite number of opinions. This is Big Screen, Little Screen, and everything in between. It rhymes. Every week, we review new releases and spotlight an older film that you just might want to add to your watch list. So hold on to your butts, because here are your hosts, Francesca, Frank, and Jeremy. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Big Screen, Little Screen, and Everything in Between. We are doing a quick little reaction here today to the Oscar nominations that came out this morning. Frank and I have a lot of thoughts. Right, Frank? Yeah, but we don't have a lot of time, so let's get to it. All right. So The Power of the Dog led with 12 nominations today, which I don't think really surprised anybody. That movie has kind of been sweeping the awards season. Uh, Jane Campion has is now the first woman to be nominated more than once for Best Director. She was previously nominated for The Piano back in the 90s. Uh, so as far as my reaction to that movie... I didn't love it. I do think the performances are fantastic, but it just wasn't quite my cup of tea. But I do understand why people are gravitating towards it. What about you, Frank? I get the movie. I don't like the movie. That's as simple as I can say it. There was nothing remarkable about the movie to me other than the set design and the scenery, which was beautiful. Uh, the story was very easy to figure out very early on, and I just never connected with any of the characters. I think that's fair. Um, my favorite little factoid of the morning, though, is Mr. Steven Spielberg, who is setting records, of course. He has now been nominated for Best Director, I think, in the last six straight decades. If I'm remembering, if I'm doing my math correctly, uh, which is fantastic. He has also now produced 11 pictures that have been nominated for Best Picture, which is a new Oscars record. West Side Story went away today with seven nominations. I've already been very open about the fact that it is my favorite film from last year, and I'm so thrilled for the love that it's getting. Except for the fact that Mike Feist should have been nominated with that. He really should have been. So we're going to get to some of those nominations here shortly. Uh, let's start with the supporting actor categories. So um, actor in a supporting role, we have Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McVie for The Power of the Dog. So we have two actors in The Power of the Dog here nominated for Best Supporting. I'm really thrilled to see Jesse Plemons in there just because I love Jesse Plemons. But it's also really hard for me to not see Mike Feist's name in there. Or Jared Leto's. Yeah, I know Jared Leto is very divisive. He got a Razzie nomination yesterday for House of Gucci, which... I don't personally understand because he's one of the only things in that movie that works for me. But I also understand that, I guess, for some people, it was a bit too much and too caricature-like. I think for me, it was just one of those things with, with Jesse Plemons' nomination where he was just very stoic. And I'm sure that that was the direction and the idea for the character. But not in a way that made me feel like connected to him. I just felt like he was there. 
saying the lines like in person, but I never really felt like his presence. So I feel like it was like an overreach and more just showing love for the film than Jesse's performance in this particular film and his performance. I thought he did a better job in Game Night. <laughs> I think that's fair. He really should have gotten nominated for Game Night. One of the biggest things that's sticking out for me in these nominations as we go along is that there are so many movies that you and I still need to see. We have not seen five of the 10 Best Picture nominees, so we've got a lot of work to do, including Belfast and Coda. But we're halfway there, so it's not too bad. We're going to get there. Another name here that has been floating through a lot of the nominations that is not uh, in the Oscars list today is Jamie Dornan for Belfast. Or Katrina Balfe. I know we're not there yet, but just, you know, with supporting actresses. Uh, I've also heard Bradley Cooper uh, steals Licorice Pizza, and he was not nominated for that either. Yeah, that's true. Licorice Pizza got a lot of surprise love today, because I've heard that movie, it, it kind of like came really fast, and then... It sort of died, and I, I was surprised to see it in so many nominations today. Well, we have to remember who's promoting the film now through like Oscar and nomination season, so they do a pretty good job of getting their films out there and getting that type of recognition, so I think it was like a concerted effort uh, recently to get the film back out there for people to uh, have it be nominated for certain categories again. You're absolutely right. So actress in a supporting role, we have Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, yay, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Ingenue Ellis for King Richard. So one of the biggest names I've heard on the snub list, now we haven't seen passing yet, but I've heard Ruth Naga is someone who should have been strongly considered for a supporting actress for her role. I heard for lead actress. Oh, for lead. Yeah. Okay. So... I, you're, you're right. I definitely want to talk about that because it's been all over the, the social media sphere today of the love for Ruth Nega. Whether or not people loved or hated passing, everybody seems in agreement that Ruth Nega should have been nominated. Um, but yeah, that's another one. You and I need to get our, our ish together here and start seeing some more movies. Are you happy with Kirsten Dunst getting uh, an Oscar nod? Finally. Yes, I am very happy with that. I think she's fantastic in The Power of the Dog as much as the movie didn't resonate with me. I think her performance, like I said, is is really, really great. And I've been a very big fan of hers for years. And I'm thrilled to see her get nominated today. She's someone who delivers uh, a memorable performance in the film for me where everything else is, again, kind of unremarkable. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, now let's go to directors before we go into the lead categories. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. I'm sure I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize. Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. You know a big name that's not there. Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Dune does not get the nod for for Denis there. Um, Tough year. It's a really loaded category. And I would like to see them expand the director category. Since there's 10 films eligible for Best Picture, this should be something that if the director is directly tied to the film, that it should be on the list as well, in my opinion. 
I think that's fair. I don't know that we need to go to 10 for director, but I wouldn't mind them expanding the category a little bit more. Um, I am thrilled. We haven't seen Drive My Car yet. It's at the top of my list. I keep hearing how incredible it is. But So I'm thrilled to see that getting nominations, not just in the foreign film categories, but in some of these big ones like uh, director and, as we'll get to, best picture. Yeah. Uh, we can thank Parasite for paving the way for people for that. But uh, Ridley Scott and um, Guillermo del Toro, too hard leave outs for you? Or what were your thoughts on Nightmare Alley this time around? Ridley Scott, I think, for The Last Duel should have been nominated, but The Last Duel walked away with zero nominations, which is mind-blowing to me. I don't think he should have been nominated for House of Gucci. Uh, As far as Guillermo del Toro and Nightmare Alley goes, you know I'm always here for my boy Guillermo. Like any, I'm thrilled to see how many nominations Nightmare Alley got, because I'm hoping that it will drive more people to see it. It's not my favorite of his films, I've said that before, but I do think it's a beautiful film and worth checking out. So, Do you want to see it in noir? I, I actually do. I want to see it in black and white. Yeah. Could change the tenor of the film some. It would be interesting to see it in that light. It definitely could. So, all right. Let's go into the lead actress category. Actually, I'm going to do actor first because there's a lot to say about actress. Lead actor, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, the power of the dog, Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Now, Denzel has, he was already the most nominated Black actor in history, so he continues that streak here with his 10th nomination. We also have Will Smith, and depending on your thoughts on Javier Bardem uh, being Latin, Latinx or not, but we have not a white male-dominated category here. We have some... Minorities being represented some in diversity some, in there, some impressive roles. Uh, this was, in in my opinion, this is a very toss up category. Nobody, I think, is going to run away with award season here. They're all going to be like split evenly, and I really don't know who's going to win. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised to see Javier Bardem get the nomination for being the Ricardos because uh, that movie is. I, I would say that movie is aggressively fine. Like, there was nothing overly remarkable in any which direction. I, everybody knows I'm obsessed with Nicole Kidman. I always will be. And I think she's fantastic in it. But I didn't walk away from that going, oh, my gosh, everybody needs to see this movie. And Javier Bardem in spe- specifically was fine. Uh, so I'm a little surprised to see him there. I just think he was miscast as Desi Arnaz. That was probably my biggest concern. I didn't. I never felt like he connected with the character the way that I remember Desi Arnaz looking and acting on the show. Now, obviously, that would be different than his mannerisms in real life. But I just don't think that Desi Arnaz was a person who could accurately represent, um, or Javier Bardem was a person who could accurately represent Desi Arnaz. Personal opinion. Um, I love the witty dialogue of the film. Aaron Sorkin is someone who I enjoy their writing very much. But it was one of those things where it was just, he wasn't the best thing in that movie. J.K. Simmons also a surprise nod, but 
Yeah. Um, I think he just gets love now since Whiplash and everything he does. He's he J.K. Just, Simmons. Yeah. We just got to give him love. Yeah, he just turns the corner and there it is and he's up there. Exactly. Uh, I mean, we all know I'm rooting hardcore for Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. I, I think it's too early yet to make any predictions on how these awards are going to go, but I really, really hope to see him walk away with the win. Anybody that you think in particular was snubbed from the films that you saw? Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley? Anything else that anybody might have done that could have gotten some some love for that year? For that category, I mean? I'm not sure. There's nothing that's sticking out to me automatically for Best Actor. So something might come up to me and we'll talk about it in next weekend's episode. But as of right now, I'm okay with the, the actors in the leading role category. All right. All right. Actress in a leading role. We avoided a crisis here, guys. So uh, our nominations are Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart in Spencer. We did not avoid a tragedy here because Jodie Comer was not nominated for the oh, last duel. Sorry, I take it back. And she was, and as much as I enjoyed Kristen Seward's performance in Spencer, and I thought that she did a phenomenal job, what Jodie Comer had to do with literally having to do three different movies with the same script almost, beyond. And yeah. the the work that she put in and the emotion and everything that she represented was just eloquent and beautiful. And I find it to be... Absolutely insane that she is not listed on this uh, Best Actress list for a nomination. Yeah, I mean, look, I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, The Lost Daughter, or Parallel Mothers yet. So I don't want to say that any of those could have easily dropped out. I've heard incredible things about Olivia Colman and Penelope Cruz's performance in particular. Having seen Being the Ricardos, I would – I love you, Nicole Kidman. I do. But I would have taken her out and put in – um, Jody Comer, because you're right, that performance in the last duel is phenomenal. Also, I am I'm okay with Lady Gaga not being nominated Me for too. House of Gucci. Um, it's not that she doesn't give a good performance; she does. But in my opinion, the actresses that were listed gave more. I think you're absolutely right. I love you, Lady Gaga, but. I think the Oscars got that in particular correct this year. I'm just, after the SAG snub for Kristen Stewart, I was really, really worried that she was not going to pull off the Oscar nomination. And I was so thrilled to see her in this because I think she gave one of the most stunning performances last year. I'm so, I was bowled over by her Princess Diana and I'm just so thrilled to see her there. Again, she carries this film on her back. Yes. By herself. Uh, she's the centerpiece of an otherwise uneven production. But what she delivers on screen, it's it's like watching Diana from what I remember. You're absolutely right. All right. Let's just cut right to it. Let's do Best Picture. We've got 10 films. Before we get into that, how is the number one song on the pop charts not nominated for Best Original Song? Also, how is the song from Don't Look Up with Ariana Grande not listed as best original song? Because that was, as the kids say, a banger. <laughs> I think you're right. That was, I mean, it's crazy that that's not in there. 
one of the the better spots of that movie for me. But yeah, we don't talk about Bruno doesn't get the original song nomination. Dos Oruguitas does. I mean, the Academy tends to go a little sadder, I guess. Let it go one, right? And other popular songs have been nominated and have won before, especially with animated films. To me, it's again, it's it's insane for them to decide that this is the film that's not nominated. But with that being the case, it's probably the first time. It's probably the song that's going to get Lin Manuel Miranda his egot, which is pretty cool to think about. I just can't. I want all good things for Lin Manuel Miranda. Should he have been included in best director for Tick Tick Boom? Um, I wouldn't have been mad. Let's put it that way. I wasn't like advocating for that but i would not have been upset if he had gotten nominated i feel like it was an understated performance with some for him as a director with some really heavy material but the way that he was able to showcase it and there's a beautiful dance break scene with all sorts of broadway legends for people who have not seen the film yet and i just feel like he did uh, it's an excellent entry as a directorial debut yes you're absolutely right i can't wait to see what he does next as a director Okay, Best Picture nominees. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, (laughs) Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I was so panicked as they were reading this that West Side Story was going to miss. It was in alphabetical order, so I think the the drama was there for both uh west side story and Kristen stewart who were the both the last nominees listed yes uh on the on the uh on the list because of the alphabetical reading um no spider-man uh marvel and disney made it a point this year that they were going to campaign hard for this film it's made all of the money in theater like i don't know if it, any other movie has made money <laughs> all of year. the money all of the money it's <laughs> it's now past avatar's original domestic run wow which is crazy to think about. And it's still going strong. It made just under $10 million this last weekend. So who knows how long this is going to go for. Did not get a nod. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Okay. Which, so all 10 of these movies you think are better than No Way Home? Well, I can't say that because there's five of them we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen Belfast, Coda, Drive My Car, or King Richard yet. Or Licorice Pizza. So that's a, I I don't know for sure. Look, I liked Spider-Man No Way Home very much. But do I think it should have been nominated for Best Picture? No. Are you happy that Dune gets the nod as like yes. the blockbuster? Thrilled. Dune was fantastic. It was one of my favorite films from last year. And it absolutely deserves to be within these nominations. I think that there's a lot of people that think that just because a film makes money and that the it's liked by the general public that it should automatically be nominated. But there is a long stretch of time where we had good movies that were also very popular with the public. And I don't know where the disconnect is anymore, but that's where Dune could bring it back and get people excited to come in and watch. Could be. I mean, there was some, I kind of likened it a little bit to the Mad Max Fury Road year as well, because that was a blockbuster that also got a lot of awards love. And one of the most recently, one of the highest watched telecasts for the Oscars in recent memory was the year that Black Panther was nominated. And 
uh, the Oscars were being broadcast on Disney and ABC, and they had no problem leading into the fact that uh, Black Panther could have won Best Picture. Oh, they played that up real hard. They they definitely were angling for that, and a lot of people for a lot of time thought that that was going to be the winner, like the way that it was gaining support and things like that. It was obviously upset by Green Book, which we don't have to get into right now, but it's just something that's fascinating that there is representation available for these films in these categories, especially now with them expanding it to 10. But I agree with you. Spider-Man did not meet the quota and did not make the cut, in my opinion. I'm a little surprised. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but because of all of the kind of late surge love for The Lost Daughter, we saw Maggie Gyllenhaal get a nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay. Jesse Buckley and Olivia Coleman both got acting nominations. I was a little surprised to... Um, I was almost expecting, like, as the nominations were going on, that we were going to see it in that Best Picture category. But... You know, things... It's it's a tight race this year, I think. And I think it probably just got beat out by Don't Look Up or um, uh, Licorice Pizza. But, you know, it's one of those things where not everybody can be nominated for the films uh, in that category. So it's or not all the films can be nominated, I should say. So, you know, you just you miss on some things. But huge debut for Maggie Gyllenhaal either way. And it's a it's Big a time. great um Great, great thing to see her spreading her wings a little bit from just acting. Do you think that Encanto should have been nominated as a Best Picture in, in addition to its animated feature nomination? I think for an animated film to be nominated in Best Picture now, it has to be really special. And while I thoroughly enjoyed Encanto, I don't know if it reached that threshold of Beauty and the Beast, Toy Story 3, for me, where it's going to be like super iconic, live forever, and... In, in that vein, it's still very good. It will stay in Disney canon for a long time. And it was huge for representation and what it did to showcase different people and different body types and things that we have not really seen before Disney branch out into. But um, in my personal opinion, no. You? Again, it's one of those things where I wouldn't have been mad. I really loved Encanto, I think, even more than you did. And it resonated with me very much coming from a Latinx background. But I also understand it not getting the nomination. I'm more disappointed that The Harder They Fall got no love at all. I'm not sure if it was eligible. It might have. It might be released towards, like, um, um, towards Emmy night instead. I'm not sure if it had the qualifications for uh, the Oscars, but to me, that was my favorite film of the year. I loved the cinematography. I thought the performances were excellent and costume design, everything. And to find out that nobody was nominated for the film in any capacity kind of breaks my heart because I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful film. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, those are the main categories A couple more thoughts. I mean, our cinematography category, I think, nailed it. Uh, Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. I know, like you just said, The Harder They Fall had fantastic cinematography and wasn't included. We're not sure of the eligibility there. But I do think that these five nominees are the right nominees. Pending that eligibility, I'll stipulate. Um, Another movie that, you know... Not nominated. Uh, In the Heights didn't get any love. You're right. And that was another film that was 
another fantastic movie musical yeah. adaptation. And a really fun movie for people who have not seen it yet. So something else that, you know, there was some beautiful costume design on that, choreography, different things that, and it might be nominated in some technical categories that did not get read today, but just another little bum or something that we didn't get to highlight or uh, showcase. And uh, just quick, I want your pick. Well, we haven't seen a few of these movies. Original score, Don't Look Up gets a nomination, which I'm just like, what? Is, what? <laughs> Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. We haven't seen Parallel Mothers yet, but we've seen the other four. For original score, who are you going with? I would say it's probably going to come down to either Encanto or Dune. There were some really unique sound elements and things in the score with Dune that made it very memorable and played along with the story very well. I agree. I would go Dune there. Okay. Well, those are our quick gut reactions to this morning's Oscar nominations. We'll, I'm sure, dive a little bit more into it in next week's episode. Uh, but share with us on social. Let us know who was the big snub for you. Who were you thrilled to get nominated to see nominated today? And uh, what what are your thoughts? All right. With that, big screen, little screen. That's a wrap. You've been listening to Big Screen, Little Screen, and everything in between with Francesca, Frank, and Jeremy. With the entertainment space as crowded as it is now, it's nice to have a podcast that doesn't hold back their takes from new releases to older movies and everything in between. We got you covered. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And until next time, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And we can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and iHeart. See you next time on Big Screen, Little Screen, and everything in between.